Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, before we get this party started with Ann Griffiths, I just wanted to come to you and let you know that we are back at it again with a great resource to help you develop your word for the year. And uh, last year, we just had a PDF that we sent out that helped people navigate through a complete uh, process that really helped drill down to the best word of the year uh, for where you're at with the Lord. And this year we've expanded that. The title is More Than Just a Word, Discover and Develop Your Word of the Year. And this is a 2023 journal, which not only gives you the steps to develop your word of the year, but also engaging prompts and scriptures throughout the year, reflecting back on your word. So we have made it available on Amazon only, a print, full color, beautiful print version. And we are listing the link right below in the show notes so you can grab your copy but we just wanted to let you know we're going to be coming back next week on the podcast and talking about it more, but we wanted to give you a heads up now so you could grab a copy and be ready to develop that word of the year for 2023. So now let's roll that conversation. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to a longtime friend of mine, a three-time Redemption Press author, Anne Griffiths, and her newest book, Reignite Your Leadership Heart. So let me give her a proper introduction. Anne Griffiths has strong leadership insight and a passion to impact future generations. She has extensive education and experience as a coach and mentor and as a business and ministry leader. She's also an accomplished drummer and currently serves as ministry director at her church in beautiful British Columbia, Canada, where she and her husband live. They have two children, four adult grandchildren, and in-loves who've been added to the family along the way. Anne is the author of A Mentor's Fingerprint, Leave a Mark, Make a Difference, Grandma's Fingerprint, Love a Child, Change a Life, and now her latest book, Reignite Your Leadership Heart, Inspiring Women to Unleash Their Full Potential. So let's go ahead and roll that conversation. Well, I have been so excited about having you back on the podcast. And thank you so much for being with us today on the All Things Podcast. You're welcome. A thrill to be here with you, Athena. It's always great to connect with you. (laughs) Amen. You are one of those people I have so many fond memories with over the years. So it's just a, a delight to have you on. So before we jump into your new book, Reignite Your Leadership Heart, 
and ask some questions about that, I would love for you to share with our audience just um, your one of, I mean, we all have lots of favorite Romans 828 stories. So yeah. just whichever Romans 828 story uh, God would love for you to share with our audience so they can get a glimpse into your life on how God works all things together for good, even when it looks like there's no way for him to do that. Oh, like you said, there are so many I could draw from. And my mind is just whirling right now trying to think, okay, which one is the best to, to tell? Uh, I think what I would do is talk about when uh, my husband and I went through a really difficult time. We'd been married about 20 years when that happened. And uh, it almost ripped our family apart. And uh, it was, I, I talk about it in the book, so uh, I'm not going to go into detail. But when I look back at God working all things for good to them who are called according to his purpose, I just, I, I remember a Christmas as my husband and I were working out of that difficult period and I remember Christmas sitting in our living room with our family all around, our children. And our, at that time, our grandchildren were very little. <clears throat> and um, sitting there and looking around and listening to everyone laughing and talking and thinking, I almost missed out on all of this. Mm. But God. And I've always remembered that feeling. But God he was the one who worked it all out for good. And now, of course, our grandchildren are young adults and one is married and uh, it's just a thrill to watch them all serving the Lord and just in such a good place. And we're such a close family, but it's only God who did that. And he worked it all out despite my mistakes uh, and it just is a, an awesome thing. I'd like to add one little thing, though. Right now, I feel like I'm in a Romans 8, 28 period, because I think each of us go through different things in our lives. And it's just a constant reminder to always look back at what God has done in the past, mm -hmm. because he wants to do that in our future as well, and in our present. And he will work all things together for good. And he always, it's like, it's a never ending thing with God because Jesus says you will have troubles. So yeah. we're always going to have troubles, and, yeah. but he will never leave us yeah. and he will work it out for good. Sometimes it's the way we hope he will. And sometimes yeah. it's a, we don't see it coming yeah. and could yeah. never have imagined that he yeah. would work it out that way, but yeah. he knows what's best for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And that's one of the major themes all through my book, Reignite Your Leadership Heart. So, amen. Absolutely. So we're going to dive into that. Um, and what makes your book unique among others about leadership for women? <laughs> well, number one would be <clears throat> that there are very few books out there written specifically to women in leadership or for women in leadership. So that makes it unique in itself. 
the other unique thing would be that I actually use my wilderness journey and my highs and lows uh, through growing as a leader, uh, through the whole difficult times as well as the victorious times and all of the journey. I use a lot of that to um, encourage and to challenge leaders, women, to see themselves as leaders. And, but I don't, it's not uh, like someone just last week, uh, a man sent me a, uh, CC'd me on an email that he sent to a circle of male leaders in his life, uh, recommending the book to them. And uh, I thought it was interesting. He referred to it as an, uh, an autobiography. And I thought, no, it's not an autobiography. It's not a memoir, but I do use my journey to uh, illustrate but I also use uh, biblical characters, historical characters, and scripture uh, throughout to bring out leadership principles to encourage and challenge uh, readers mm. uh, who may be in their own wilderness journey right now or growing as leaders, yeah. trying to come to, to grips with the fact that, yes, they are a leader because they have influence no matter where they are. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hope so, that question. <laughs> pardon? Hope that answers your question. It does. It does. So in your book, you reveal details, which, and I love the way that you are so transparent and authentic, um, of choices you made years ago that, that have had a deep impact. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to open up about your life in such a personal way? It wasn't easy. <laughs> I almost quit a few times. Uh, I, I always, for some reason, I always knew that God was one day going to ask me to write this book. Uh, I just didn't know when. But for some reason, a year and a half ago, it all of a sudden, I just had this sense that now was the time. And so I talked with my husband, I talked with our children, uh, who are, of course, adults, and, uh, and I talked with our grandchildren who are young adults because it was going to affect them too and they were all so supportive and i just thought okay now is the time the support is there and i was also looking at my young granddaughters and and my grandsons but looking at the young women around me and watching them struggling with things and i wanted them to know that as they grow in their leadership, I wanted them to know that it's okay if you make a mistake <laughs> because God's got you, you yeah. know, he's, he's, he's there, but God, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I think I just knew it was the right time. Enough water has gone under the bridge. If you, so to speak, I felt that God was leading me to write this now because of what I was seeing in the lives of some of the young women around me and some of the actually women who are not much younger than me, who were struggling in their lives right now and in their leadership roles and watching women who are struggling to take leadership or even to get back into it. So, yeah. Wow. So, and I love how God has us do that share even our failures so it's like see 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to destroy you. Yeah, God yeah. can work it all out, even yeah. when we, with best intentions, make bad choices or mess things up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's sovereign and he's always, he always seems to be about having teachable moments with us. <laughs> Some difficult ones. <laughs> I know. Like, can we be done now? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So why do you think some women are hesitant to accept positions of leadership? Well, the sad part is that some women just don't want to take on the responsibility. They're willing to do anything and everything that you would like them to do as part of a team, but they may not feel that they want to take on the responsibility and part of that is because maybe they don't understand what that might mean. And so I think they're hesitant because of that. But I also think they're hesitant because they're not always seen um, the support, you know, that they feel that they would need. And so they struggle with that. They also uh, don't want to take it on because they feel inadequate or unworthy or all of those things or they won't do it right, or, you know, all of those negative thoughts that come into our minds, when in actual fact, it's not them doing it, they have to just say, okay, is this where God wants me to be? And he will provide the strength that I need, or whatever abilities I need to do the job. Hmm. So I wonder if sometimes it's realizing the target that's becomes on your back oh, when yeah. you step into that position. Yes. And I think that's part of the whole responsibility thing. You know, they don't want to take on the responsibility because now you do have a target on your back and I have felt those arrows <laughs> and it's not pleasant. It's not fun at all. Yeah. And I'm sure you have too. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Gosh. When you're in the middle of it, it's rough. When you yeah. can get beyond it and begin to see how God used it to refine you, it's a yeah. little easier to take. But yeah. man, when it's when you're in the thick of it, it is like, why did I sign up for this leadership? Yeah, yeah. what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so for readers who aren't necessarily in a leadership position, what insights will your book give them? Well, the principles that I bring out in all of the chapters throughout the book really apply to all of us as Christians, uh, both men and women. Uh, they're all applicable. And in reality, I know some people are in positions that we see or recognize as positions of leadership. But what happens is that in reality, we all are in some form of leadership because we all have influence, whether it's influence in our home or in a community club or, or whatever we're involved in, in our church, whether it's, you know, doesn't matter what it is. If we have influence, which we all do, whether we realize it or not, then we are a leader because influencers are leaders. And so all the principles that are come out in the book are applicable to each one of us, whether we see ourselves as leaders or not. Right. Yeah. And we're either leading well, or we're either leading them to Jesus, or we're leading them away. At, yes. At, in whatever capacity we are influencing or leading. And that's, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of women probably go, well, if I don't 
in not in charge of women's ministry, I'm not a leader. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Or you're not a pastor or you're not a head of a company or yeah, all of those things. Um, yeah. So, Anne, you have done many interesting things in your life. What do you feel is your greatest achievement? <laughs> you know that when you asked that question, the first thing that popped to my head, first first thing that popped to my head was my children. Um, and I think that's a common answer from most moms yeah. would be their children. Uh, I remember one time thinking, well, my grandchildren, but no, I wouldn't have the grandchildren I have if it wasn't for their parents, yeah. you know, and the influence that they had on their lives. So my, when I think of my daughter and my son, I, I just, look at them and I just marvel at what God has done in their lives, despite all the challenges that I brought to the family in some of those, you know, in some of my journey. But I look at them and I think, oh my goodness, God has blessed me so much by giving me those two children and seeing what he is doing in and through their lives right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've only met one of them, but she is amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. good job, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she is a constant blessing, and so is her brother. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what is your response to the claim that women in leadership is not biblical? <laughs> Loaded question. Yeah. Um, they haven't read their Bible. How's that? <laughs> Uh, they just need to read the Bible. Uh, there are multiple examples in scripture where women were in leadership. And I know it's an age old argument about women in leadership. And I don't know if we'll ever solve that dilemma, this side of heaven. But I think we just need to read scripture and we know that God ordained women and men to leadership roles. I mean, you just have to look at the names of the people in scripture, you know, Deborah and, and Dorcas and Priscilla. And I, I mean, just go on and on and on uh, old Testament and new Testament. Uh, yeah. So. And I think somehow men who maybe aren't really, confident in their own ability as a leader like to zero in on the women aren't allowed to talk in church kind of that area of scripture just yeah. to shut down yeah any yeah. opportunity for yeah. women to and it's sad it's sad yeah because god uh ordained that we all have the gifts that he gave out to everyone, all of us, all his children, yeah. not just the male portion or a certain segment of the male portion. You know, there's, yeah. <laughs> so let's wrap up with this question. And what qualities do you feel make women particularly effective as leaders? First word that popped to my mind was compassion. I think women have been gifted with a sense of sensitivity mm. 
they've been gifted with sensitivity to those around them, sometimes to our detriment. Uh, and that's a whole other discussion. But I believe that women have been given sensitivity. I also believe that they're great team builders. Uh, women have this ability to draw people. Now, not all women, of course, but women in general, I think, have a, a, a way of rallying the troops. They're also not afraid to roll up their sleeves and do the, do the jobs that need to be done, whether it's, you know, scrubbing the toilet or, or standing uh, behind a pulpit. You know, it, it, it's the range of service. And they are service-minded women in general. Yeah. Yeah. So in your wrapping this up, if you could give any uh, just scripture or word of encouragement to those who are women who know they're called to uh, some area of leadership and just have been dragging their feet, what would you say to them? First thing popped into my mind was uh, I have a Facebook group called The Leader's Journey. And my byline for that is rise up, lead on. Ooh. Rise up, lead on. You know, it takes courage. Yes, it does. But women are very courageous beings. And it doesn't, you know, we're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Everybody does. We're human. But God gives us what we need to take on the responsibility or the, the role he's asking us to take on, whatever that might be. And it might be different based on a season that you're in, you know. So I rise up and lead on. <laughs> nice. it's, it's important. And I believe that, that God does give us the strength we, we need. Um, I have a small little plaque. It's very, very old. And uh, because it was my grandmother's and it hung in her bedroom and I now have it. Actually, it's right next to me uh, in, in my library here. And it says, my grace is sufficient. That's all it says. My grace is sufficient. <laughs> yep. End of story, period. My grace is sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And he gives us the grace we need to go through the stuff we go through as leaders. Mm, so good. Yeah. Okay. So um, if people want to find you online, um, connect with you on social media or your website, where's the best place for them to do that? Well, my website is anngriffiths.com. Okay. Of course, Anne without an E and Griffiths has a THS on the end. So okay. anngriffiths.com. They can also go to, um, Ann Griffiths author on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as I already mentioned, I have a Facebook group called the leader's journey. They can look. So, so if someone hears this and wants to um, search that on Facebook, they can, it's an open group that they can yep. join. Yeah, they'll find it. They'll find it and they can request to join. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So or would you say you're most active on Facebook then? Is that, yeah, I'm on Instagram too, but um, and that's I am Ann Griffiths. Uh, it's that's my Instagram handle, but uh, Facebook is where I'm most active, and uh, of course, you know my newsletter and all the rest of it. You know, yeah. my website and so on. Okay, perfect. Yeah. 
Well, how about you pray for someone who's listening that needs, maybe has had a bad experience in the past Mm -hmm. and has shied away from jumping back in, but feels maybe God is saying it's time? Mm -hmm. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Father, we are so blessed to be able to say that our sufficiency is not from us our, in our own abilities, but it's from you. And your grace is all sufficient. No matter what it is that uh, someone may have walked through, uh, some things can be really, really bad. But we know that you are the sovereign in each one of our journeys. And we know that you bring us through certain things to teach us and to bring us to a place where we then can rise up and lead so that we are feeding into the next generation and encouraging others in what you have for them. And so, Father, I pray that if there's someone who is struggling right now or questioning and thinking that maybe you're calling them back in to serve you in a leadership role, that you will just comfort them, uh, give them the assurance that uh, that you, you have them in the palm of your hand, and you will guide them, and you will hold them, and that you will give them clarity. And I just pray that you will give them courage, help them to know that they're not alone. They are not alone and that they will be able to rise up and lead on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, my friend, for being with us today. And it has just been delightful as always. (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity, Athena. I really always love to sit and chat with you. So this felt like just another one of those little chats. (laughs) Yep. Amen. Always is. God bless your day and could just may God continue to bless your ministry. Thank you. And you too, Athena. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.